104.9 XFM. Uh, you alright? This is Carl, uh, producer of, uh, Ricky Gervais and Steve Merchant. They're not about today. Ricky's on holiday. Uh, Steve couldn't be bothered. So, um, I'm left here with all the dats. Uh, that's a digital audio tape. Uh, of all the, uh, of all the shows they've done since they've been here. Over the last, I don't know, year and a half or something. So, uh, we'll play you uh, some of the best bits. Alright, so, uh, here's the first bit. So, <laughs> Calvin, you're back. Yes. You're joining us for this third part in the Tarantino trilogy. Is there a particular yep. reason you wanted to tackle the later end of Tarantino's career? Oh, Sol just asked me and it fit in with my schedule. So okay, I'd... good. <laughs> just thematically... You you bring back the big you bring out the big guns for the finale, don't you? It's Calvin's triumphant return from the dead. Big guns is what I'm getting when I record this podcast, considering I'm pumping iron while I do it. <laughs> God, iron, Ironside, Tarantino. <laughs> what weights? What weights have you got now, Calvin? Have you moved up? Oh no, they're still um, three kilograms. <laughs> Now, I don't I don't mean to belittle you, Calvin, because it's obviously you're doing good things, but when I go to the gym, which is not very often, I use... You eight, go to the gym now? Yeah, oh, well, changed. not very often. But I use 18 kilogram weights, and I don't consider myself to be particularly strong <laughs> in the world no. of the gym. I think my hands weigh more than three kilograms. <laughs> <laughs> it is, how does it compare to, like, say, a pint of liquid? I don't drink pints. I <laughs> Wine well, and spirits. <laughs> I didn't mean to belittle so you again, know. Calvin. <laughs> Emasculate oh, you man. even further. <laughs> oh, what, what does a bottle uh, of wine weigh? 750 milliliters? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. So the glass, it's got to be nearly a kilo, hasn't it? I, I have no idea. I have no idea. But no, I. Uh, well, one of the reasons why I did want to um, come back for this one is because this trio does cover one of my favorite films. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I'm not sure what your reason for asking me back was. Well, I, I mean, I desperation. I know that you like this film <laughs> as well, and I wanted. Oh. I, I like this film as well, and I wanted someone to help gang up against Alan. In case <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he is going to hate it up. Because Alan. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> well, should, can we talk to you, Calvin? Either second or third favorite Quentin Tarantino film. I really, really like Death Proof. I mean, I don't want to get into this too much, but I, yeah, defend that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not. I gave it a seven, so I'm kind of on mm. board here. But <laughs> I'm just intrigued to hear you. I think it fails in concept because I know that obviously it was part of the Grindhouse thing, and uh, Quentin Tarantino set out to make a slasher film. Yeah. In, you know, with Kurt Russell as the killer and the car as the weapon of choice, but he obviously fails at that because it it just it it's a. I mean, I, I th- Quentin Tarantino can't make anything other than Quentin Tarantino films. He's not a <laughs> chameleon director like you know perhaps. Uh, do I want to say Ron Howard? Uh, you know, uh, you should watch Jackie Brown because that oh, okay. that is a film that's kind of completely devoid of his voice, weirdly. Mm, mm, um, mm. But it's also quite a generic film as a result. But as a collection of scenes, um, I, I really like it. I love the lap dance scene. I think that's oh, brilliant. God, that's I've, the worst bit. It is the worst. I have bit. several songs from the <sighs> uh, film on my iPod. All. Uh, <laughs> All three of us last week were talking about how great it is that in the Grindhouse cut, 
that scene isn't even in the film and it just says missing real and it just zips ahead because it's just there's a brilliant scene i think it's great what's brilliant what's brilliant about it it's just a lap dance yeah but the music how it's filmed it's just very sultry and seductive i don't want to be getting turned on in the middle of my slasher movie i'm not turned on by it but i just think it's uh Quite a beautiful scene. All I can think about is how awkward it would be to get a lap dance. Well, anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm a fan. Well, Ridiculous. The first 45 minutes are the best. I think as soon as he kills, um, what's her name? Yeah, Rose McGowan's my favourite. Yeah, scene, yeah. And then she's gone. Yeah. Um, but I do hear that he was quite influenced by Psycho when it came to structuring that film. Because like I say, he set out to make a mm. slasher film. So he went back to Psycho. When you look at Psycho, you think it's about Janet Lee. She gets killed about 45 minutes in and then the film goes on to be about something else. Which, as a very broad structure, I suppose Tarantino does take on, but that's um, mm. that's yeah. about it, really. Well, that's what I didn't like about Psycho, and uh, <laughs> also <laughs> it worked even less mm. well there here in, in mm. Death Proof. So. Have you ever seen Grindhouse, Calvin, as a as a full thing, not just the no, I've films? no, I've only seen them in uh, yeah separate films. So I guess the extended versions of each film, I suppose. I think Grindhouse is a much better experience. Like you should. I think it's quite mm. easy to find online these days. It didn't used to be, but I, if I were you, I'd seek it out and watch the proper mm. Grindhouse cut at some point, because it's, okay. it's... What I said last week is that both films are just very much... Uh, they become greater than the sum of their parts when you watch them in Grindhouse. The, the, mm. the, the individual cut of Planet uh, Terror is a lot better. The extended cut's a lot better than the Grindhouse one, but I'd still rather mm. watch the one that's cut down and really swift and I, I think the grindhouse cut of death proofs a lot better it, it trims about half an hour out of it hmm. and yeah it's just a lot a lot more sleek and no fat on it and then you've got all those trailers and i don't know oh just, yeah yeah i've seen the trailers online they're funny i think it just helps frame the film in a way that's easier to take it feels very pointless when you watch it as a film you're kind of like what that's the ending that's bullshit but when you watch it as part of an anthology it's like oh yeah that was just a little segment in this film so yeah, that was nice. Moving on. Mm, mm. I I don't know if you you might have mentioned this last week, but Tarantino does acknowledge it's his worst film. Yeah, uh, and he said as much in interviews. But I think he he said something along the lines of I would disagree on honestly. It's my worst film, but it's still pretty good. So if it's that's if that's as bad as I get, then yeah, that's I'm doing all right. He, he is in. Um, I've seen him say that when he's spoken about how he's going to make ten films and retire at age seventy or whatever, and never make anything. Sixty, else. I think. Oh, really? I think he's far off. Yeah. I've seen him basically say, like, you know, De- Death Proof. Death Proof's my worst film, and that's that's a pretty good worst film to have. But that has to stay the worst film I've ever made. I cannot make a film worse than that. And it like gets really. It's an odd mm. one. His legacy really seems to matter to him. I think we'll talk about that more in a minute. Um, would this be a good time for me to go to the toilet? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bear with. Bear with. You know what I watched the other day, finally? What did you watch? The, uh, the Tom Cruise The Mummy. Oh, God! What do you think? I actually didn't hate it. Oh, really? Yeah, if I actually... I would say I sort of enjoyed it. Kind of the lowest <sighs> level of enjoyment I could possibly go with mm. to the point that I enjoyed it. But I don't know. I think I went in with such low expectations. I just kind of... Mm. I certainly liked it more than the Brendan Fraser ones, put it that way. Oof, no way. Never. It, it's it's too bland, probably, to hate, mm. but it's... Uh... 
Yeah, no, it's Tom Cruise just ruins it. He's just... I loved all the zombie scenes, basically. I loved all the scenes where it was doing a horror film. And it was there was more mm. of that than I expected. I didn't expect nearly as much mm. of it. But all the things with the creepy skeleton mummy men walking and draining people's life and swimming after him and everything. I, I, yeah, I loved all of that. Mm. Um, hmm. And I really, really liked Russell Crowe <laughs> when he um, when he well, when he went when he did just go full Cockney. I know Alan's gone on. Oh yeah, it, but... yeah he turns into Ray Winston. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it played. He almost yeah. came across like Ricky Gervais at times. His little grin, <laughs> like it's just sort of this little. <laughs> he's getting a bit rotund now. Is Russell uh, Russell Crowe? So it was just kind of yeah. Oh man, no, I actually quite enjoyed that... it. That freaking line where he's like, "You might be a younger that man, but you still got some things to learn." Yeah, what it's just such an about? odd, just it just one of many things. I just felt like it's yeah. Tom Cruise's people have mm. come in and sort of looked at the script and said, like, "Okay, we need to yeah. make sure he's young. Give him a friend who's like twenty eight, and he'll be going after a girl who's like 30. I I thought the action scenes all worked really well. I I kind of put that. I'd say mm. it was basically something I'd put about on par with the Mission Impossible films. That's kind of the mm. level it felt like it was operating at for me. And then you just had the little zombie-ish bits and a few elements that I actually genuinely thought were great that kind of made me like it a bit more than those films. So I don't know, I just mm. I was expecting something really shit, but I, I thought it was alright. Quite enjoyed it. That was my response to it. It, just, it hmm. played very safe. Yeah, yeah. I just expected something so much worse, I think. XFM, hello. Uh, I'm Carl. Ricky and uh, Ricky Gervais and Steve aren't here. So we're uh, we're playing through some of the best bits. I say the best bits. Uh, It's the bits I came across first. I mean, I'm not not wasting my time. I'm I'm a busy man, you know what I mean? So, um, here's here's another bit. Is there a storyline to the musical Cats? Because I saw it when I was a kid and all I remember is people dancing around in not particularly realistic yeah. cat outfits. Again, <laughs> this is another one of um, another one of my absolute favourite ones. I had it on VHS, yeah. and it was I loved it as a kid because it was just so amazing. And then as I started to grow <laughs> and hit puberty, I was like, "Oh, those suits are a bit tight in places. <laughs> Maybe I'm questioning what kind of a, like if I might be a fairy or not, sort of thing." <laughs> and then, and then you get to this age again, and I'm like, "No, actually, this isn't." Absolutely amazing thing. <laughs> and those suits are incredibly tight. I think I had a similar thing, because I, I loved it as a child, and then I didn't even dare go near it like after a certain point, because I was like, oh, that's a bit weird. Um, I've since gone back to <laughs> memory, that song, and gone, this is a really oh, great God. song. Um, I yeah. don't know. I do remember... I remember the... Um, my my mum's partner at the time, who I saw it with, I remember him getting very angry because of uh, like an actor. You know, the actors go out into the audience, and and uh, yeah. it's one of those. I think before the show properly starts, I think an actor was kind of being a bit too cat-like and like rubbing up against him, and he wasn't <laughs> he wasn't happy about it. <laughs> yeah, my wife got me a tickets to watch it. I think it was about two three years ago. And I was very front and center. Like, if I stretched my foot out, I was on stage. I was like, hey, guys, I'm one of the cats. <laughs> but, you know, but yeah, like, the cats were coming down and they were rubbing past you. And I was like, this is like, this is making the furriness of me again, like, creeping up a bit more than it is. Like, a tolerable level. Like, 
you know, I'm not a fairy. <laughs> but this is starting to creep to, am I a fairy? What is the, what is the tolerable level, just out of interest? <laughs> well, if you start looking at actual animals, that's not a tolerable level. <laughs> oh, shit. So animals with, like, human boobs. Into... I think that's all right, isn't it? <laughs> is it? Like, like um, in Howard the Duck, that duck with boobs in the bath. Stayed with me. <laughs> Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes, there's a monkey with boobs. <laughs> oh, yeah, Helena Bowen Carter. There, there's a bit when they walk in on two, like, apes having sex and one of them's got <laughs> boobs out. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I remember from that film. Um, but... But yeah, on the on that note, actually, no. Very quickly, do you, have you heard that Tom Hooper is following up his uh, Les Misérables film with a, an adaptation of Cats? No, that's his oh, next no, film. He's doing that. a Cats movie. I don't know if it'd make a good movie. Yeah, I, d- I don't know. The story like, is they, weird. Well, that's it. Are they gonna Are they gonna try and make them look like actual cats, or are they gonna embrace the fact that no one looks like a cat and it'll be really? weird and shit. It'll be like Johnny Depp as the wolf in that Into the Woods film where he doesn't look yeah. like a wolf. And... Ooh. Uh, but yeah, on on this note... <laughs> but when was the Trafford Centre opened? <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be in the 90s. Oh, God, yeah. we're, we're, we might have to relocate premises. I mean, I've already contacted uh, the <laughs> so this is awkward. I'm going to have to turn them down now. Oh, committed. <laughs> they give the go-ahead and everything. Oh, God. I, <laughs> I like the idea of just a northern British remake. It's just the exact same thing, but it's set in, like... <laughs> I can't think of a northern... Just in, in Manchester. Yeah, it's set in... I don't know, Milton Keynes. Is that in the north? <laughs> that's more Midlands. No, not really. Isn't it? No, it's not no, even that's, Midlands. It's yeah, south. that's south. Is it? What yeah. am I thinking of? Yeah. Oh, right. Where's the north? Where's in the north? Uh, it's set in. Keithley. Yeah, it's set in Keithley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of where's close, like within commuting distance of the Trafford Centre, but I don't want to say Manchester because it's too obvious because it's where I live. I don't want to say St. Helens because it's where you live. Warrington. It's set in Warrington. Oh, Warrington Golden Square. <laughs> yes. There we it's go. A, yeah, it's just a little flower shop in Warrington Golden Square, but when, when it takes off because of uh, the Audrey 2 uh, flower plant, they they get new premises in the Trafford Centre, which shows how, how upmarket they've gone. And they, they get to be. That's a t- reference everyone will get. Everyone will understand. They used to. They used oh, to shoot. They used to shoot a TV show in the Trafford Centre that was on. I think it was on the BBC. It was one of those like after the Simpsons is finished before like coffee <laughs> type things. It was just some like people running around the Trafford Centre. It was that was the Ooh, whole what? show. <laughs> just going like, oh, we're uh, we're you what? know th- this woman. Uh, she's got some fish that eat dead skin off your feet. Oh, what's that like? Oh, we'll give it a go. Oh, this is weird. Oh. It was just like utter. This might have been local television. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It might just be. It might be broadcast exclusively within the Trafford Centre on the TV screens <laughs> that they've got there. Um, have you ever been to the Trafford Centre, Alan? Uh, no. You then you've never seen the joys oh, yeah. of the teddy bear that drives a little car around. <laughs> 
and, no. and all the. I've never seen <laughs> that. Have you not? Oh my god! No, it's amazing. He's called like he's like their unofficial mascot, and they don't really use him very much anymore. But he's this this teddy bear, and he talks like this, and and he just he drives <laughs> around in this car, and there's there's always like an employee walking very close behind to kind of wow. keep because all the kids, <laughs> little kids, like run after it and like jump on it, and the employee has to like keep the kids <laughs> off the car so they don't get like run over and. Got the kid beating stick ready, <laughs> and he, he just drives around singing. I don't know. It's a small world after all. <laughs> in this car, <laughs> honestly, oh, it's amazing. Trafford Centre. Honestly, if you ever have a chance to go to the Trafford Centre in the middle of a weekday, do it because it's just amazing. <laughs> you've got you've got that teddy bear driving around. You've got old people doing a tea dance in the the food court. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you've walked into The Shining or something. It's like this this <laughs> depressing music of a dead time just playing like and just old people like floating oh, around. Yeah. Like when you're going into the food. <laughs> 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 I think we were at different shops, mate. <laughs> but they, they do, like, free tea for seniors on a Tuesday or something in the afternoon. Oh, yeah. it, it, and then they have a band playing this old music, and they all they all dance. And I remember just standing and watching them from the top of the balcony once, and they, they were all, like, you know, swapping partners, like, every few steps, because I guess that was the dance. Dirty sluts. I know. And, and they all knew the Keys dance. The they all knew how to do the dance. Like... I'd struggle to remember how to do the fucking Macarena nowadays, let alone some, like, specific <laughs> tea dance. Like, how do they all know the dances, everyone who grew up in the olden days? That's just what you <laughs> did, wasn't it? You learned how to it do was, all the... There was nothing on telly. They didn't have the internet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they just tea danced. Before, yeah. Tea danced. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Exactly. But give them a game of Pokemon, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. You <laughs> Just die already. <laughs> Darren, uh, remember what happens in yeah? E.T. Alright, so there's E.T. lands on Earth yeah. and I don't know what they're there for. I think they're doing some sort of like little excursion. <laughs> but it's very much E.T. is alien home alone. <laughs> <laughs> so they go away and then he starts having this little mad party. He gets found by a kid and the mum thinks it's a doll. Yeah, I think that happens, yeah. <laughs> Uh, then Halloween happens and he's dressed up <laughs> as a weird little alien, but he gets away with it. They just put a towel over him. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ghost. He's a ghost alien. Yeah. There's a there's a scene with the zombie frogs at one point. Zombie frogs. Yeah. All the frogs come what? back. To oh life. yeah, 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 yeah. And there's some Reese's no, pieces. <laughs> oh, the bit just the weird glowy fingers. Well, just ouch. <laughs> This is Carl, the uh, producer of Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant on XFM 104.9. We're playing out some of the best bits. Hope you're enjoying it. Here's another one. I'm a pacifist, Alan. There was a fly in my, in my room last night and someone was telling me to kill it. And Oh my God. this Alan, this is where you get it from. It's the people you're hanging around with. Does Sol know about the mouse? Oh, you don't want to kill a mouse. No, a mouse. but this mouse has been visiting him for over a year. <laughs> 
and he hasn't he probably feeds you it. don't even know that it doesn't at one point i got a message from alan and he was like pretty sure i woke up and a mouse was on my head <laughs> <laughs> might have been a dream I mean, i've, yeah, I've seen pictures sure, of alan could have sat on your mouth on alan, your alan likes putting little rodents in his mouth just for like That's a laugh true. So. I think they were clean ones though. This one we don't actually know that it's not living on like within your bed frame. No, it doesn't. I've seen it. It's not the same mouse that was here last year. We killed that one. You didn't kill that one. We put poison down. They all died. It stopped coming, and you then this one bastard. just turned up. What am I gonna do? Right? Point if I, is, if I don't kill pigeons... it, I'm accused of loving it. Yeah, mouse lover. You let pigeons live on your balcony. You pigeons got a mouse on the balcony that comes and sits on the on the balcony, I'd leave them to be. Yeah, and then you walk into the room and the mouse is sat on your plate. Exactly, you, I can't stand for that. You're so I? passive. Killed I mean, is this, I had this with a fly. There was a fly in my room. <laughs> I went out to like get something to try and get rid of the fly on the landing. There was a dead fly on the corridor outside. I was like, what's going on with You thought, well, that's a deterrent. I was taking a dead you've fly. Left that, you've left it there as a warning. And then, I, and then I went back in and there was a second fly in my bed trying to seduce me. <laughs> Was it Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> I mean, so you you bred with them, and <laughs> and your cultures mixed, and soon your differences were forgotten. Bloody flies everywhere! Ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, imagine if I... in American Beauty, when he imagines uh, with all the rose petals, it was the exact same flies. thing, but it was just dead flies. Oh God! <laughs> oh, what like falling on his face while he's grinning up at them? Yeah. <laughs> It's like like quite, raisins. Quite the same effect. <laughs> By the way, I mean, that, that rose is the, the breed of that rose is called American Beauty. That's where the title comes from, apparently. Oh, really? That particular big red rose, yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. That's quite you a nice little, little, little <laughs> double meaning in the name there. That's cool. I like that. Well, can I use that as an, an, an abridgment to. Well, not an abridgment, that doesn't make sense. Can I use a that segue. as a Isn't it fucked up that you need grounds to divorce someone? What's that about? <laughs> the grounds can be we don't like each other anymore. It just makes it more difficult if the other person doesn't agree. But I was going to say, they have to be we don't like each other. If, if one of them says, I don't like him, and he, but he's like, no, I still like her, and I, don't, I, I, I want to stay married. Well, if you're trying to sell, sell the idea of marriage as a, a bad concept, then I mean, you're preaching to the choir. It's just, it's just <laughs> bollocks, isn't it? What's the point? Weird. Don't get it. No, so it's to do God with splitting up your assets. You. No, it's not. It's to do with splitting up like the money that you've got at the end. If you haven't got grounds for a divorce, then you <sighs> don't stand in the best legal position to kind of get a lot out of it. You know, if you're the one fucking well, around. That's fucked up as well. Well, that's that's it. That's why he says, "I'm not a bad person. I don't do all these things. You're gonna get nothing out of me." It's it's like when so I sl- I was sleeping with this woman who was married, um, and, and uh, she. She was saying how she was trying to justify it with all this. Oh, my husband never touches me stuff. Like he hasn't had sex with me in over a year. And I was like, well, why are you sort of are you sneaking together? around? Why don't you just say, look, I'm going to have sex with someone else if we're not having a sexual relationship anymore, instead of like running round on his back and blah 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 blah. Because she was she said, yeah, she, let me just call him up on Skype. She was ninety percent. <laughs> she was ninety percent sure. 
that um <laughs> that he's gay anyway and like cheating on her with oh my god her. that's grounds for divorce <laughs> oh hello homophobia no i mean that it. is literally that's i don't mean that in like a homophobic way and i said to her why don't you just like talk about this instead of being really like immature and running around behind each other's backs so you don't because understand what relationships are about soul. You don't understand how relationships work. You find someone, you settle with them, you live in misery for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's, well, that's the that's procedure. It. That's, that's what you do. I was like, why don't you just like <laughs> bloody, you know, talk about it? And he was just like, because then he'll, he'll, if I say I'm going to go out and sleep with someone, if you don't sleep with me, he'll just divorce me, and then I won't get any of the money. And I was like, for fuck's sake, is that really all it comes down to? Like, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ! Like you, like if if you're that worried about get, she's got a you know, good job of her own. So if she's not worried about getting some of his money when they're both working people, like it's ah, oh, it infuriated me. Yeah, so it's annoying. Works, I'm afraid. Was the sex good? Yeah, it was alright. Start practice. <laughs> Rusty for a year. Yeah. Oh, I was good. I was good. <laughs> no second date. Uh, well, we did it twice actually. Twice. Makes up. It was a two. Doesn't count that was... as a second date. Well, she, I mean. Is that a date? <laughs> it wasn't a first date. It was a sex meetup. If she sneaks out of the house at like two in the morning, Wait, she left your house at two in the morning. No, she, she was fairly nice. sure that husband had like gone to sleep. She was like, "I'm going to sneak out. If he asks where I've been, I'll I'll buy a pizza from the takeaway place next door to take back with me, so I've got an alibi." Like, oh, I she I just really wanted a pizza, pizza after sex. Come on. <laughs> Judy's life. There. <laughs> I'm not going to buy a takeaway pizza that's going to cost me like fourteen ninety nine to cover your your affair. Oh yeah, yeah. She's she's a high affair, she's a, but I will eat it. I think she's a high earning woman. Like she she's she's <laughs> she seems to have quite a bit of money behind. You still her. eat well, it? How much did she you pay you? Still eat. <laughs> <laughs> she was talking about that, you know, about about getting like oh, male male escorts and stuff. It was interesting. Because she did seem very... I think she, she, the way she was talking about it would suggest that she's done it before, basically. Um, she does a lot of, she does a lot of travelling with work. Mm-hmm. She kept trying to convince me to go down to London because she'd be it's down in London. It's like Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was always just like, I'm not, I'm not travelling down to London to sleep with you when we've already had sex. Like, come off it. Because the like, first time's the best time. You're lucky I'm, yeah. You're lucky I'm even talking to you still. We've already had sex. Ridiculous. Oh my! They thank you guys for the insight. I mean, this is. Soul you learn about pizza. I learn about all of this. Well, I just I lose interest very quickly, right? I've discovered. Isn't it that kind of yeah. right? Rolling over, go to sleep no, now. It's not lo- you, you no, I don't lose interest like that. Place. I just mean you just think you have until you come, and then it's like, oh, there's some regular old crackers. Well, I, I have, like, a really amazing romantic night doing all the whimsical indie movie shit with people, and we, you know, we'll spend all night together, and it'll be really great, and, and then, you know, they'll they'll leave the next day, and then they'll be gone, and then they'll sort of, like, send me a message, and I'm sort of like, oh, I've done that you now. Know, I don't... Have, you, have you considered the possibility that you're very shallow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Have we not had this conversation before? <laughs> I don't think that's shallow. I mean, I, I am very shallow, don't get me wrong, and I've considered the possibility. I don't think anything I've just said is part of that. Well, you say you have a I've really good time now. with someone, but then you don't care afterwards. 
Yeah, because I've, I've experienced that person, that personality. You can have a really good time with someone on a very superficial level. It's just shallowness. No, I think what it is is I, I very quickly evaluate, well, I'm not going to fall in love with them. I don't like them that much, so what's the point? That's oh why I my. lose interest. That's after you've had sex with them. Yeah, I mean, I'll sleep with them once. <laughs> Everyone gets a, a chance to, to get a close in. Gets, everybody gets one. Yeah. Okay. But that's their chance to to show me they've got something extra about themselves. That sounds like I'm <laughs> that yeah, sounds like I'm looking for a cop. <laughs> Someone who lets themselves out in the morning. <laughs> uh, Not really. I don't really think that. Right. And what I was doing there, as everyone here in this room now understands, just in case there's anyone from the mail on Sunday watching this. <laughs> is I was using an exaggerated form of the rhetoric and the implied values of Top Gear to satirise the rhetoric and the implied values of Top Gear. And it is a shame to have to break character and explain that. But hopefully it will save you a long, tedious exchange of emails. Just out of interest, what would, what would be special? Just a little proviso. This is all going to be used in the outtakes, isn't it? <laughs> I don't think there is very much in the bedroom that you could bring out the last minute. Bring him ice cream. <laughs> Cover yourself in it. This looks like some kind of dirty yeah, protest. I was going to say, don't do that. That's <laughs> sticky and oh god. No. <laughs> I like ice ice cream on a plate is uh, not on plate, you yeah, in a bowl yeah. is very nice, <laughs> but on a person it's just demented. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, this woman, right? This married woman. The same one. Yeah, the same. That, what I said, this married woman. What was his full, full name? No, <laughs> I don't know her first name, Alan. She wouldn't tell me for fear that you I would. You don't know her first name. You were calling her Mrs. Jones. <laughs> What, what, well, what did you call her then, if you didn't know her first name? Um, I don't know if I ever needed to use her name, to be honest. Hot Mama 93. <laughs> username. Yeah, yeah, was that what it was? Uh, Milf. She just <laughs> came up with different names. You get this a lot. When people are cheating on people, they'll just come out with different names. And it's always something like Florence, where you're like, well, that's obviously not your name. No one's called Florence. But I think <laughs> her, her, her pseudonym was Cassie. Um, Who would choose Cassie? Yeah, well, you know, she's an older woman, I don't know. Uh, How much older? How old was this older woman? Nine years. Oh. So she's about my age then. <laughs> <laughs> is that? Oh, God, she is, yeah. That's weird, isn't it? To me, that was really like... So how old are you? I'm 28. Oh, fuck off. He's not that much older than you. I'm six years older than you. Yeah. How old are you, Alan? 34. Yeah, that's nearly the same as her. Yeah. How old are you, Julie? You're 24, 24. right? 24. Disgusting. All the ages. Shut up. What a gamut. Anyway, I was. What was I going to say about? Oh yeah, she she was trying to convince me. There to... was a film in here somewhere, wasn't there? <laughs> she was trying to convince me to travel down to like Dorset or somewhere to go to some fucking period dress ball, masked ball with her. And I was like, Do "What it. the what the fuck? What are you on about?" And she was like, "Oh, it'd You're be like... great, and I'll wear a corset because I know you like corsets." 
And I was like, yeah, but I mean, no offense. I don't know if I'm that bothered about a corset on you. And <laughs> This is why there's no second date, Sol. Because you say that. There was no first date with her, right? It was... But surely, I mean, the logic the logic is if you're not going to go to London to have sex with her, you're not going to go to Dorset to go to a period dress costume thing. Yeah, it was just, it was just like, why, why would anyone want to go to some fucking thing? But she was like, oh, no, it's great because my husband won't be there and I can book a weekend away. And I, my, fe- my feeling was like, I don't want to give up my weekend to go and oh my dance and pretend I'm in, like, the olden days. What's that about? That's mm-hmm. weird. She, she sounds like such like a Samantha. With me. No, no, no. She's. Are you trying to make a Sex in the City reference? Because that's completely. I wasn't trying. I just completely nailed it. <laughs> oh no, it doesn't work. I don't think that. Well, I don't think that's very Samantha behavior, is it? She'd never do that. She'd just like rip a guy's trousers off and scream at the sushi so table. Carrie. Yeah, I think she's more Carrie yeah. from. Yeah, definitely. Based on, I don't <laughs> know job. what are the other two. The other two characters are called. So Miranda. Oh, that that's right. That's one of them. What What are the other three? Personality-wise, what are they? Uh, mumsy, scurdy, mumsy one. Okay. Whoever that is, I don't know her name. And then the other one who's like, I work too hard. Oh, that's her. That's that one. She's that one. All right, there you go. She, she's the I work too hard one who, who like, she'd tell me she couldn't eat food after 5pm because <laughs> that's her diet. And if she, she can eat whatever she wants before 5pm, but after that she'll put weight on. And I tried to explain to her that's not a calories work, and that's like no, it's a fasting process, but usually it's it, not. Well, I tried to explain early. to her that what what you're doing there is you're you're preventing yourself from eating snacks, and you're just doing a mental trick to consume less calories over the course of a day. And then she got furiously angry, like, "Don't tell me how my body works." I was like, "It's not how your body works; it's how bodies work. It's science." You see, you see, so. <laughs> People don't always appreciate you telling them. No, she hated like, it. She hated their, it. Their, 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 yeah, uh, I don't like you in a corset, and <laughs> you're just wrong. She was just wrong there. Music. Yeah, that's the thing is, so like, if you if you're having to tell someone that and they don't like it, then maybe that's not the person for you. She doesn't. But is there going to be someone out there who's like, "Thank you, Sol. Thank you for saying that. I never thought of it that way." Yeah, they go. Is oh, it ever going to go? Really, down that's way? so interesting that you know all this stuff. You supercilious twat. I love I love mansplaining, actually. I find it very charming. <laughs> yeah, write me a book on it. You know oh, mansplaining, please right? Please bring me some ice cream in a bowl. Mansplaining is a concept. Yes. The amount of fucking people I match with on Tinder now who open with... Did you know Sol means son in Spanish? Oh, yeah, maybe. Having lived with that That's name for 28 name. years, I was aware of that. Sometimes they don't even say, did you know? Sometimes they open with... Oh, by the way, Sol means son in Spanish. Oh, really? Okay, Does it? Just, Does my just... name have meaning in another language? Well, good thing you told well, me that. Your native tongue as well, as we know you're a Mexican. Don't think of it as mansplaining. That is very uninventive people trying to come up with the first line. Just be flattered they wanted to contact you first. Yeah, well, yeah. The other one they go for a lot is... You're going you're gonna to say this is stupid, but uh, you look like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> And then you send him a picture of Graham Linehan. <laughs> I have, actually, I have like done that. <laughs> That's generally, if, if I actually like someone and can be bothered engaging with them properly and they say I look like Keanu Reeves, I'll say I look more like Graham Linehan. Lol. And then and send them a picture of Graham, Graham Linehan. Point, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, look, you look like, Graham Linehan looks like you hitting the face with a shovel. 
Add a few years, come on. <laughs> to the shovel. Yeah, I'm thinking of a young Graham Lennon. Okay, yeah, Graham young. Lennon. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So that's my image of him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Should we move swiftly? Now, what back point the were film? we on? <laughs> Are we um, said everything about Kevin Spacey say, so. raping people. We it was not that. that. <laughs> you keep bringing it up. Makes me slightly we were on the job. Oh yeah, if someone makes jokes about something, that means they are that thing, aren't they? Alan calling for a boycott on James Gunn. You Pizzagate <laughs> Alex Jones. Oh yeah, Pizza. I'm not even sure no, what you're wait. talking about anymore. <laughs> so. you've, got, you've gone back to talking about yourself again, so I'll yeah. stop it. We go further back. Hey, we I, I'm not a Pizzagater, alright? I've got nothing to do with Pizzagate. I don't know what that means. I'm but not- I'll tell you one thing I hate. In life, putting the suffix "gate" onto something to make it sound. Ooh, I know. (laughs) Fucking laziness. Disgusting. Unless it's Watergate Gate. That was a thing in something, was it? Was that Thirty Rock? What was it that did Watergate Gate? Futurama. Something did it. That's a satire of the concept. That's fine. Yeah, low-hanging fruit. But still, got to be picked sometime. Still, still. Otherwise, it's going to fall and rot all over the floor. Circle of life. Ah, <laughs> Could I perhaps bring us back onto the film? Yeah, we were talking about because I haven't slept for thirty-three hours. So. <laughs> 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 <I'm> slightly delirious. <laughs> I don't know what's happening anymore. Yeah, see you, babe. Alan, right? Genuine question. Let's say you were making a little, a little film. You, you know, scrounging it together with what money you've got, making this film. You've written it. You're doing a film adaptation of Hitting Thirty. <laughs> but um, there's no part for Kevin Spacey in that one. Kevin Spacey, you, you, you bump into, you bump into this guy, very charismatic, talking to him in a bar. He turns round. Oh, it's Kevin Spacey. And and he, he says, you know what? Talking to the back of his head in a bar or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just talking <laughs> to the back of his head. <laughs> Start. Um, and he says, you know what? That film you were just going on about for like droning on about actually sounds very interesting, and I'd I'd love to be part of it. Would you Would you make that film, Alan? Would you Would you work with Kevin Spacey, knowing no, that to be called like, like hitting sixty or something? Because it'll mm-hmm. yeah, it'll it'll give you you'll get funding probably. You'd be able to get a bit of money from a company to make it with his name attached. The notoriety. Yeah, a of I don't know. Well, I'd probably yeah. say, look, Kevin. Oh, Kevin. I appreciate it, but the problem is that, you know, your reputation's a bit tarnished, but with the whole, you know, raping thing. So. And you're not 30. So, I could work around that. <laughs> so, I'd, so I'd say, look, maybe you could secretly fund it and then we'll put someone else. He's like, no, no, I. I I'm a passionate actor. I I only want to be. I do this for the art. I want to be an actor. I I want to I want to act again. This is my comeback vehicle. I distract him by getting to do his Catherine Hepburn impression and then just sort of change the subject. <laughs> You'd cast him. Come on. Uh, what did he do? <laughs> like I don't, I don't read the news. Pushed so some young men down onto his bed and mm. like, was a bit bit full on, bit handsy. They were underage. It was a different time. Um, I, th- I mean, this, I think this was in like the 90s. It was a long time ago. It was a different time. 
Um, Might have been noughties. Um, Definitely was noughties. I don't know. But I'm... T- I, uh, I like the guy's acting. Oh, everyone likes the guy's acting. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay watching a film and dissociating that, but I don't know if I'd hire him. What about Johnny Depp? If he's tainted. What about Johnny Depp? <sighs> Seems like a handful. See, I think I think I would hire Johnny Depp. I think I could cross that line. Worst thing he did was he threw he threw a phone at Amber Heard. Obviously, that's not on. Who hasn't? (laughs) It's obviously not on, but he does seem like he's having a breakdown. So I think it's easier, you know, only with an open hand. It's the second time in one podcast that you use that. (laughs) He's someone. He's someone in like five years' time if he like comes out the other side of. If he actually matures for a bit, because there's a problem, he hasn't matured since he was like 20. Like that's how he's been making a career. He's just been like manchild, but it's not as it's not as charming when you're 50 or 60 or however old he is. Oh, Sol, I love the the line that you you were saying. Um, I think I could cross that line and hire Johnny Depp, but obviously this is coming from the man who said I I probably wouldn't kill a man for sex. I probably um, wouldn't. <laughs> oh, hang on, wait. Where oh, yeah, is the line? <laughs> what's wrong with that i probably wouldn't probably you're saying you probably would probably he's got nothing to do with would or wouldn't here so you would <laughs> no i don't know if there's anything wrong with that I probably don't you wouldn't. join in look you're tired i'm gonna be trying to leave <laughs> i probably wouldn't i probably wouldn't kill anyone under any circumstances to be honest i don't know if, I don't, I don't know if that makes me a, a, a particularly good person i think that's just the weak weakness why it's that everyone? Yellow belly. <laughs> but uh, what if you were with? What if you were with a lady and you were attacked? Wouldn't you uh, protect whatever? Yeah, you have to kill him. What if you have to kill? I used to wonder that actually, Alan. On a bit of a side note, I was if I ever. Oh, that sounds really bad. Well, if, if, if you I had ever a home used invasion, to... <laughs> would Alan defend you? Well, no. Kind or would he of. run away? Well, if it was a mouse. If Alan know, went but... out to like take the bin out, and then there was a home invasion, and Alan could like see it was happening, and he has a choice to like go back in and defend you, or run away and escape. No, I think uh, I'd give it credit if I was there. But I mean, I used to think so. Like, I used to think as I walked home in the dark in Brighton, I thought if I were to get attacked now and I rang Alan, I don't think he'd pick up because he doesn't like talking on the phone. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So actually, I was like, who should I ring? My mum. Or Alan. <laughs> yeah, but if um, you if you rang me, my mum would be asleep. You'd be awake. You'd say you'd text me and say I don't like phone calls, and it'd be like this is no good. I'm being attacked. No, but if you if you only ever rang me when it was important, then I'd answer because I knew it'd be something important. Yeah, you, you, I think you'd have to ring him twice though, so he knows it's like yeah something's wrong. Stop crying wolf all the time. How dare you? You ring me because I know you don't like phone calls. <laughs> yeah, no one likes phone calls in this day and age. <laughs> I went on a date with this well, girl, right? Woman. <laughs> She asked you to ring her. And and uh, she was saying all the like, oh, we should hang out again sometime. And I was like, yeah, sure, you know, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't opposed to it. Well, this was great. We should do it again sometime. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I wasn't opposed to it. It was just kind of like, I kind of wanted well a confirmation done. that like, look, if we hang out again, we're definitely going to have sex. That's kind of what I was looking for. Um, of course you were. But... Well, it's, yeah, it's got to be worth my time. She lives quite far away. Why? Well, why? Is it London? Is it the same woman? Oh, no, God. That's way why too is, far. Why is sex the ultimate goal here? I've got like a 40-minute radius, right? That's 
It's like forty if, minutes. Christ. Right. If you look at if you Does look at it, like plane. Oh, yeah, exactly. Look at the blast radius of a nuclear bomb if it was dropped on Manchester you City Centre. That's <laughs> pretty much people you're attracted to. That's pretty much where I'd like corpses and charred bodies. God. Like that little the little bit in the centre where everyone would be disintegrated. Like anyone at that's all. Where, that's where no you're standards. masturbating alone. That's where you've been. Yeah. No standards <laughs> at all. Right. Then the sort of secondary bit where everyone would kind of die and it would be quite One leg. in a few days' time. Yeah, I'd probably travel and see most people there. And then the sort of outer area where like you have a really slow, protracted, horrible death of like cancer from the radiation. They're they're like yeah, they're if they're particularly attractive, I'll drive out that far and see. Yeah, you make it sound like the greener pastures are beyond your radius, as in where nobody's dead and disintegrating. No, he's saying he's saying. It has to be some fucking good green pastures to be worth going that far. Yeah. Oh, I see. But he's saying, like, if the girl next door is up for it, then, eh, hey, she's next door. Exactly. What are you going to do? I see. Exactly. Exactly. A, 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 a bird in the hand is worth ten. What's the phrase? In the bush? In the bush. I don't, don't take that out of context either. Fuck's sake. Just that question. In the bush? That's a nice hole. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> that's a nice um, right? <laughs> um, but what was I saying? Oh, I something about birds and hands. No, before that, before blast rays, green pastures. Before, about sex. Lonely. Wanking. I would say, what? Why is you were you weren't willing to travel far for sex? Well, no, you weren't willing to travel far. Oh yeah, the, the girl the... sex, and I was like, why is sex the ultimate goal here? She she phoned me. That's that's the story. She phoned me. <laughs> No fanfare. Middle of Saturday. Just got a phone call from her. That's outrageous. Didn't pick up. Of course not. Bet she was being attacked. She didn't. She didn't. She didn't send a text or anything. I thought she was going to send a text after, like, want to hang out later. Say, Sorry, I accidentally called you. Haven't heard from her since. So maybe she was attacked. I don't know. But, uh, but if she was, I don't want to get involved because that's going to look weird, isn't it? Then who are you? You're, you're some guy who met her online and. Like, oh, I thought sporty. you meant it would look weirder if she'd been attacked and she was dead, and then you decided to get involved. In which case, yes, that looks very strange and necrophilia. Oh, right? see, I thought you were thought she was tainted. <laughs> oh, oh, we all went to different places. That's sweet. I think Alan's place is very revealing. <laughs> I was seeing. Well, hang on, didn't you say I've been there view. once? I've shagged her once. I'm not going like you. Yeah, not because they're there. tainted. Because I've I've had that life experience, and you know, isn't that the same thing? No. Someone else to, had that it's life It's not experience. to say they're, like, any less of a person. Like, Just you know, that you don't want it anymore. No, I mean, look, if they want to come round to my house, like, at 11pm, and, you know, I don't have to put any effort in. Yeah, but I, I just, I can tell it's not worth me putting any more energy into this person because it's not going to go anywhere. I don't like them enough to, like, want to settle down with them. That, but know. how do you know when they, you like them, then? Because I know you said, you know, oh, if I can tell I'm right, not in love with this person, so whatever, or I'm not going to fall in love with this person. But at, when, at what point do you know? I think you can tell when... pretty soon, really. I, I, I think yeah, I can tell in about 35 seconds. Yeah, I think I think almost immediately I can tell if there's going to be any potential there. But at that point, I've already gone out to the bar or whatever, so I might as well at least, you know, humour them and hang out with them all night. And, you know, if they want to have sex at the end of it, then, like, yeah, fair enough. Pleasant experience for everyone involved. Not the way I do it. <laughs> Not a pleasant experience for everyone involved there? Uh, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Generally disappointing on all levels. <laughs> Oh, see, I mean, is that you, still you had... running with the 35 second rule? Or, uh... <laughs> Wait, what? 
Yeah. Oh, 35, uh, sorry, I, thought, I was thinking 35 second rule, like if it's been on the floor for 35 seconds, you can eat it. And that was bringing up all sorts of Oh, questions. no, I meant like <laughs> takes that long to come. That's oh. where I was going with that. Okay. Oh, shit, said it. Um, that's not even remote. That's the opposite of the truth. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought that was, the, I thought that was the, wrong, the other way around. Yeah, it's the other problem. Mm. <laughs> we were going to record a bit that we can drop in on the YouTube and be like, hey, this has copyright material in it, so it's been taken off YouTube, so go listen to the show at yeah. dimreturns.com. Yeah. I'll do it right now. I'm going to improv it. <clears throat> this episode of Diminishing Returns has been removed from YouTube due to copyright reasons because you probably put some music in, it in a quiz or something Wanker. like that. But if you do want to listen to this episode, Wanker. you can go to dimreturns.com. Simply follow Wanker. the links to episodes, find Twat. the number of this episode, Twat. search for the name of the film, whatever it is you need to do, find it, listen to it. It's also on all your streaming podcast devices. Hello. Wanker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's sorted. Alright, this is Carl, the uh, producer of Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant on XFM 104.9. We're playing out some of the best bits, hope you're enjoying it. Here's another one. Do an Austin Powers impression, I'll get you out of it. <laughs> yeah, baby! <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I feel dirty. I feel dirty for doing that. Get some cheap laugh, though. It was good, know. it was good. Oh, man, I, I was trying to remember all the great catchphrases at, at work earlier to annoy uh, my the guy I'm sat next to in the office. <laughs> it was brilliant. I did, uh, I did garlic bread! Garlic bread! <laughs> And uh, uh, secret lemonade drinker. <laughs> All the greats. All the great catchphrases. You're fired. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, feck, feck, feck from Dan's uh, <laughs> voice. Yeah. Oh, God. That should be the next crossover. A, a sore saw, saw room. A sore room from. Uh, yeah, we're just filled with uh, Peter K shouting, Garlic bread! Garlic bread! That's not how he did the voice. <laughs> You're doing the voice of, Is he having a laugh? You're doing the. <laughs> <laughs> my biscuits fall on it, my bro! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Can, can you tell I'm not a big Peter K fan? Can you tell there's like an element of disdain there? He's very of his time. He's 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 all right for what he is. Uh, like he's not like you know, it's it's just fluff, isn't it? It's like he's uh, when he um, when he came through, it was groundbreaking. Well, I think it's because he was like a working class comedian. Now, like a lot of, I mean, a lot of his humor, I sort of got. You know, it's observational. It's it is kind of just like. Oh, I recognise it, so it's therefore it's funny, but he does sort of shoehorn it into a way which is like naturally sort of just goes to show how we don't really like these Halloween films, do we? <laughs> so we're just talking about complete any different sort of topic. But yeah, my uh, my pitch would just be like 
Although Stuart Gordon's never really been able to produce anything of this standard ever again, he does come across as quite a talented director, I think, and certainly work, you know, as far as people working in the kind of low budget horror circuit go. But yeah, I mean, he really, he made this and he made a series of far less successful horror films and he's kind of just languished on that circuit. Have you ever um, seen Fortress? No. There's Fortress and Fortress 2, and I watched them years and years ago, and I remember really liking them as a kind of, oh, this is better than I expected. But it's a very, it's kind of this very 80s film, but it was made in like 1992. So it feels a bit right. out of time. But Jeffrey Coombs is in it, it's in quite a big role. Huh. But I don't know, I, I want to watch them again, because it was so long ago when I watched them. But I remember watching them, I had no idea who the director was or anything like that. But they kind of jumped out as me to me as like, oh, these are a bit better than the budget and reputation suggests so you know maybe that's more like sci-fi kind of thing well he he he's gone back to this well repeatedly um the follow-up film presumably made with money off the back of reanimator being successful was from beyond in 1986 which uh was yet another hp lovecraft adaptation uh once again starring jeffrey combs and barbara crampton uh, in the two leads, very very similar, very much a, a spiritual successor to Reanimator, um, hmm. but just not good. Just let down by a script that doesn't really make any sense. Um, hmm. It's a film where they're, they they've built a machine that lets them see beyond the normal boundaries of perception and essentially into like another an X-ray machine. Yeah, but. Um, Jeffrey Combs' scientist character becomes obsessed with it, keeps looking into the, you know, the looking beyond and blah, 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 ends up growing a third eye, starts eating people's <laughs> brains. It's very weird and all over the place. Um, it's not great. Hmm. But, you know, hmm. you, you, you can see a lot of that reanimator energy there. And it's, it's very interesting just to see, oh, it doesn't come together here, but they're doing almost the exact same thing. Uh, and again, mm. he's gone back and back to that. Well, you made a, a, an H.P. Lovecraft adaptation called Dagon in two thousand and one, which was terrible. Yeah, mm. it just seems every few years he'll kind of think the master's returning to H.P. Lovecraft, just like he did with mm. Reanimator, and we're taking it home, guys. It's going to be great this time. <laughs> so I don't know, but. Um... You're saying we need to reanimate the franchise. Yes. <laughs> exactly um, that. So, is Alec Baldwin available? <laughs> well, you know what? I don't know if you've been watching the um, the Purge TV series, but it's got oh. one of the, like, Billy Baldwin or someone in it. And it, honestly, I've never... I don't think I've ever watched one of the non-Alec Baldwins for longer than a quick cameo before. <laughs> it is uncanny. It is just a knockoff Baldwin. It is uncanny. <laughs> How many are there? Is there three? I don't know. At this one's four. William Baldwin. There's a Stephen. Oh, I know there's Stephen Baldwin. Billy, yeah. Billy Baldwin. Billy Baldwin. Oh, God, there's four. There well, I presume Billy and William are the same one. Oh. You're right. Yeah, it must be. I just realised. But yeah, that makes perfect sense. What a I'm sure there's a fourth one. I am. Like there, I'm sure there is. Yeah, who who did voices in Cletus Jackie Chan Baldwin. Adventures? That was Stephen. Uh, but yeah, you could easily get a Billy Baldwin on the cheap, or a, as as the Perch series proves, Baldwin family. Okay, Adam Baldwin. Four brothers: Alec, Daniel, William, and Stephen. Uh, Wait, is Adam Baldwin not one of the Baldwins? 
Uh, the actor Adam Baldwin shares the same surname, but is not related to the family. Oh, I had no idea. I just always assumed he was one of them. Hmm. Does he look like them? Well, I've only heard his voice. I've only heard him doing voices uh, for cartoons. I always assumed it was one of the Baldwins who could only get voice work. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, Daniel was the one we'd missed. I don't know if he's done much. Uh, Which one's the one who went all religious? That doing the God's Not Dead circuit. Either William or Stephen. I can't remember. I think that was Stephen. Mm. Billy Baldwin's doing the Purge. He's the one mm. who really looks like. He just looks like Adam Baldwin's had a hard life. Alec, <laughs> Alec Baldwin, Baldwin. Sorry, he's the one who looks like Alec Baldwin's had a hard life. Hmm. We need some young people in our pitch. If it's just, oh, maybe we don't actually. Maybe we we none of us liked the love interest stories. Yeah. Um, unless we can do something interesting with it and you know twist it. Yeah. But I think there has to be some likability because, especially in a Trump-style White House, put Herbert West in there, it's a hotbed of terrible people, really. Yeah, I mean. All right, this is Carl, the uh, producer of Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant on XFM 104.9. We're playing out some of the best bits, hope you're enjoying it. Here's another one. Oh, shit, man. My... Oh. You know what I've done? I put some tissue in my nose because I've got a cold and my nose is running and it was sort of like, you know, like a tissue walrus in your nose. Like a tampon, a tampon effect. Yeah, and then I had a mouth of beer and the tissue dangled down and soaked up a load of the beer. <laughs> And you say you're single. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, right now I'm hardly, you know, at the height of being ill. It's not exactly. This is not your Tinder profile picture. <laughs> oh, shit, that reminds me. I've got, I've got to message that model. Just a, just a quick side note here, and this is not something we usually deal with on the show, but did you see what Ezra Miller wore to the Fantastic Beast premiere the other way? The other yeah. Day? No. No, <laughs> so, no, no. So just, <laughs> Shall I be Googling Just it? Google Definitely. Ezra Miller Fantastic Beast premiere or something like that. Because you know how they go to the red carpet and they all like to look nice? Yeah. Well, yeah, have a look what he wore. <laughs> all right. Premiere. Uh, is, he, is it a joke? um, I mean all the publicity shots are there with him in them he's just hanging out at the back of the crowd uh, is he joking? I I don't know I don't don't know enough about him I mean he looks so if you haven't seen it and you're not able to have a quick google listener um, he looks kind of like an inflatable Dalek (laughs) yeah Yeah. I mean it was probably cold it was November I don't know, like a, a a a black beehive. I don't really know how to describe <laughs> it beyond that. It just, but it almost looks like one of those coats that you get from like millets or blacks or something, <laughs> like a little a little burghouse, a little cheeky burghouse coat that's going on forever. <laughs> like he looks like if you cross Darth Vader and the Michelin Man. <laughs> yeah, it's like a big sleeping bag, basically. Yeah. Looks pretty comfy. Got to give it to him. But it, but it like goes all the way up over his head, so he's got a kind of Klaus Nomi face going on. It's like a walnut whip. 
<laughs> I I saw a picture of him with everyone else in the thing, and he's about a foot, yeah. a foot taller than everyone. So I don't know if he's wearing heels <laughs> under there or what. But uh... it's just a picture of him next to the rest of the cast, and and Eddie Red Eddie Redmayne's just there, very proper and prim. And and then this is what is. Oh god, I I I don't know enough about anything to. I can't tell if this is like a proper legit bit of high fashion from some designer yeah. that's meant to look good, <laughs> or if it's just like, hey, I'm gonna do a Lady Gaga for a laugh and <laughs> come out dressed as meat. <laughs> this is like, I don't know enough about Ezra Miller to be honest to no. to get a gauge on him. He could go either way. He could be like the most pretentious, annoying, insufferable guy in the planet. He could be the most down-to-earth, witty, lovely guy. I, I honestly, I have no idea. I can believe you. Do you know they're doing a show about Alfred in the 60s? Yeah, what the fuck's that all about? Yeah. Bizarre, yeah, sexy Alfred show, yeah. I mean, I only know about this because I w- did a day on it last week <laughs> when they were filming some oh, stuff in London. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> so that's the only reason I've heard of it. And it's like a spin-off of Gotham, like, specifically. Right? No, no, it's, it's. I don't think it is. I think it's a new, brand new continuity. Um, oh, really? I think oh, a lot, that's what I heard. I, I, I mean, I might be wrong, but I think the official line is that it isn't anything to do with that Gotham show, although a lot of people assumed it was. Oh, okay. But I might be wrong. If you mm-hmm. worked on it... I, my understanding... It, well, I was only listening to other, other people who didn't know anything. Oh, right. Um, but I, my understanding is he's like he works for MI5 or something like that in the 60s, and he's a spy or something. Oh, of course he does. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> got into butlering later on. Second career. Yeah, what a letdown. Well, the, the th- I bet his parents aren't proud of him. The thing is, we were, sh- we were shooting this scene, it was just a street scene, and so they had the 1960s London bus, and there's a phone box, and all this classic London stuff. Everyone's dressed, big coats, hats, gloves, 1960s, all that, businessmen. And then he gets off the bus, and he's like, open shirt, collar, <laughs> uh, hair, hair in a very 19, uh, not even 19, um, 20 something style, looking like he was in an aftershave advert. It was like, oh, right. He's a sexy 60s guy, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So so not like a, a serviette over his arm, balancing <laughs> a, a little plate. Now, the big problem here is, Batman, you want supervillains, right? And what, like, are they going to do, oh, God, like, the Joker's actually really old when he was up against Batman in this continuity <laughs> and he was knocking around in the... Like, what are they going to do? They're... Uh, I, I guess you've Maybe got your crime syndicate thing. families, but they're not very interesting for Spectre. Like... <sighs> anyway. So anyway, this is what I'd like to leave you uh, with: a song for the ladies. Darkness on the edge of town from the amazing album of the same name, Springsteen. See you next week. Bye. Well, But that blood had never burned in her veins Now here she's got a house up in Fairview In a style she's trying to maintain Excuse me